cut in to feel, to stop the numbness, the isolation, to scar the perfection. She is addicted to the high. Or perhaps she just wants to see what's beneath her skin. My Friday night treat, she mutters. She glances at the woman in the mirror, flawless and perfect, no history, no past. With a small sigh, she peels away the crimson-stained flannel to study her artwork. Then she blows out the candles and reaches for a towel. Where's bloody Sammy? David Stafford asks, looking at his watch. With his flunkies, do you think? Mo and Salim and the rest of his ever-changing entourage? He scrapes back his chair across the slate floor as he stands. Same again? Mike Turner glances down at his third pint. It's hardly been touched, and he already feels pissed. Bloody hell. David's going for it tonight, he thinks. David's breath has the acrid smell of an all-day session. But that isn't particularly unusual. He looks up and smiles. David appears as he always does. Tall, slightly overweight, tanned. Jeans with a stripy shirt tucked in. But something's not quite right. His eyes, he decides. David's eyes seem lifeless. No, you go ahead, Mike replies. I'm pacing myself. You're a thirsty man tonight. Everything all right? Oh, it's nothing that another pint won't cure. Come on, Mikey. It's the start of the weekend. I'll get you one in. A busy September Friday night at the Royal Oak Pub. Composed of the usual mix of students and the long-standing faithful. Not a convenient venue for any of them now. But David, Mike and Sammy have all lived in the leafy Withington area of South Manchester at some point in their lives. Probably the only thing we have in common, Sammy once joked. Which wasn't entirely true. David walks away, slightly unsteady, and dips his head to evade a low oak beam. He lifts his arm and wafts his empty pint glass above the heads of several people already waiting at the bar. Yep, I've still got the famous left foot. Mike can hear the deep tone of David's voice from the bar, despite the clamour of the heaving pub. I'll be there on Sunday as usual. Of course they'd be lost without me. Are you having another? I'll get you one in. David can never hide for long. The boom of his voice betrays him. The benefit and the curse of a private education, Mike has decided. Another two pints of your best, Mrs L. You're looking as beautiful as ever, might I say. Off to Barbados for Christmas as usual? Mike turns his glass in his hand, wondering if he'll finish this pint, let alone another. The conversation drifts around him. Mrs L is so David. She's misty to everyone else. Flame-haired bar manager and wife of the affable and obese landlord, Seamus. For a moment, he wonders whether Misty is her real name. It seems such a cliché for a woman who was once a model of some sort, but whose battle with the booze is evident from the slur of her voice and the tremor of her expensively ringed fingers. 
So you were thirsty, David says, back in his seat. Mike's pint glass is empty. Been off with the fairies again, Mikey? Mike shakes his head, laughs and wonders where he's been without the dog. The black dog of depression, christened when it first snuck up on him at 16. A black dog, he thinks, not a stork. <laughs> Probably, he smiles, shaking the unwelcome thought away. How's Antonia? Fine, she's fine, David answers, glancing towards the bar. The sparkle back in his bright blue eyes. At home with a DVD and guacamole. Jennifer Aniston's my bet. Actually, Mikey, I wanted to ask you. Her birthday is coming up and I want to buy her something special. Maybe something different for a change. Got any